What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mind of Manson podcast. I am your host, Emiliano Manson. Hope y'all are doing good. Hope y'all are doing great. I'm doing great. I got the wax pen in hand. Got some good shit in it. And my lungs are matching the weather outside, which means it's nothing but clouds. Nothing but clouds. It's 38 degrees outside, and it is snowing off and on. Nothing that's gonna stick. It's just making a mess outside, people. It's just making a damn mess here in the San Luis Valley. Denver, though, Denver got hit a little harder than us. It It's weird because either we'll get hit harder or they'll get hit harder. And they'll get colder or we'll get colder. You know, weather is insane to a stoner that wants it to be warmer, which should be around the corner. It's freaking March, people. It is freaking March. And here in Colorado, we have the... How do I say it? Uh, we have the pleasure, I guess you would say, of saying that March is the snowiest month of the year. Bullshit, it's supposed to start warming up. But after all, here in Alamosa, we do have snow on Easter probably 60-70% of the time. So, it's really nothing new. New, new, new. Nothing like a new, like a new podcast. But, um... Shout out to everybody that didn't die on I-70 yesterday. Did you guys see that shit? Did you see that? Uh, on I-70 yesterday, up in the high mountains out by uh, Denver, um, there's an avalanche, people. And it's on camera. It's on video. It's on video. Uh, the homie Anderson Flicks actually was on his way to uh, shoot a video, I think. And he caught it on on camera and put it on social media and it got picked up on Fox 31 which is which is cool but then there's another video of it the avalanche happening on the side it happened if that makes sense and you know it just sees the car get covered by snow a little bit thankfully nobody died thank god that's always amazing thankfully nobody died thank god nobody died and shout out to all the first responders that were there and got everybody out safe and sound that is some scary, scary shit, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine just driving down the road, trying to get home, and then all of a freaking sudden, boom. You're almost covered by an avalanche, or you almost die from an avalanche. That is some some jacked up scary stuff. That's why we take we should take this into consideration, I would say, that we need to start being nice to each other. We need to start being there for each other. We need to start supporting each other's ideas because life is too short enough of the bullshit suck it up and let's start being nice to each other that's the only way we are going to change the world is if we put the bullshit aside and just start being nice to each other and stand up for ourselves at the same damn time the same damn time let me get a drink um nothing but water it's all water it's all water all that drink is water and sparkling water I don't really have nothing in pop culture this week. Nothing really happened that stood out to me that I don't really feel is worth talking about. I don't really have a dumbass of the week that... I mean, there's dumbasses every day, but there's not one that really stood out to me that I feel like I need to showcase in case nobody heard or it's just fun to talk about. I don't really have one this week. I'm trying to think off the top of my head just looking at the computer screen and then... It's all like, eh, everything's like, you know, it's just, you know, nothing's really, nothing's really too, 
crazy in pop culture today. Um, I guess we could talk about that gargoyle at the DIA at Denver International Airport. That is uh, that is some trippy stuff. There, you know, this is a whole another podcast episode. But the Denver, the D, the Denver International Airport, DIA Airport, is just full of conspiracies, full of scary stuff. And now they're uh, they're doing some remodeling, and now there's a gargoyle uh, statue somewhere located in the airport that starts moving its head and eyes. It's kind of like animatronic out, but it it just looks freaky. It just looks creepy. So I guess that's one thing that we have to bring up and talk about I guess so that was pretty cool I guess you could say that's that's not really you know entertainment or pop culture but it's in the news it you know made some headlines uh you know made some headlines so I guess that's something to talk about mm. <laughs> this week in wrestling we got some news big Oos is back everybody the big dog is back to his yard congrats to Roman Reigns for going into remission uh, for leukemia, um, he looked, he looked, he looked natural in there, man, even though it's been, I think, since October, November, when, you know, he said, made that announcement that he had to leave because it was coming back or whatever, but, you know, shout out to Roman Reigns for, you know, going through that and overcoming it and getting back in the WWE ring, you know, Everybody's talking that they're going to do a shield angle or a shield reunion for uh, Fastlane, which is this Sunday. That you could watch on uh, the WWE Network for uh, $9.99. Uh, it's not getting paid, but wrestling is dope. And even though they got some shitty bookings sometimes, WWE is still dope. Still really dope. Shout out to the Honky Talk Man for going into the, the 2019 Hall of Fame class the class of 2019 hall of fame so far we got degeneration x and now the honky tonk man and just today they announced tori wilson will be a part of the hall of fame as well one person i'm waiting for them to announce one person that they better announce i'm hoping they do is uh taz taz is a legend in ecw and wwe he choked out kurt angle after I love Kurt Angle, but he choked him out after he gave that lame-ass uplifting speech at the Royal Rumble a long, long time ago when he debuted in Madison Square Garden. It's in Brooklyn, ladies and gentlemen. It's going down in Brooklyn. You, you, you guys be stupid not to induct Taz into the Hall of Fame. That's just my opinion. My opinion don't mean shit, but I at least I get a, I at least I get to say it. You know what I mean? Um, the Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch situation on Twitter is just gold. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's affecting the match, that there's no buildup, but the fact that there's actual working themselves into a, you know, a shoot, it started out as a work ski. It was a work ski, ladies and gentlemen, but now it is a full-blown freaking shoot, all because Becky Lynch photoshopped a picture of Ronda Rousey's husband. Well, long story short, they're arguing on Twitter. Becky has her submission called the Disarm Her, which is her version of an armbar. Ronda said it looks like a dick. Becky photoshopped a picture of Ronda Rousey's husband on the fist part, so there it looks like a dick, therefore saying that Ronda Rousey's husband is a dickhead. Apparently, that got Ronda pissed off. She supposedly went off script. 
called Becky by her shoot name, said she was going to kick her ass in real life, and I just want to see where this goes. All I know is Charlotte Flair went from being the most hated person on earth in the wrestling world because she got added to the main event at WrestleMania, and now all this Twitter high school teeny bopper drama between the man and the baddest woman on the planet is making Charlotte look like they call her queen that's what they're making her freaking look like it is awesome man and you know shout out to Jim Cornette for uh you know doing the MLW commentary being the color commentator for MLW he debuted called a great match you know that's a wrestling genius right there is is corny Jim Cornette that's a that's a wrestling genius and he'll tell you like it is and he'll bury your ass six feet deep dig you up and bury you again just because he can so shout out to Jim Cornette you know for making a return to commentary because the, the wrestling world needs that man on commentary ladies and gentlemen and that's this week of wrestling man I'm not gonna this is not a full-blown wrestling podcast it, it it means a lot to me it keeps my mind off of music and work and all the other stuff that everybody deals with in life so that's why that's why I decided to talk about a little bit here and there you know what I mean but we're gonna move right along to the song of the week Excuse me, song of the day. I have song of the week on my notes here. We're going to change that to song of the day because we're going to two podcasts a day. Two podcasts a week, though, ladies and gentlemen. Monday and Friday. So today, the song of the day is totally different from last week's song of the day. Last week's song of the day was K. Reno, the professor. A dope, legendary hip-hop artist out of uh, of H-Town. This is different this week. Let me get drunk. Today, the song of the day is Die From a Broken Heart by country uh, country music artist Maddie and Tay. Now, if you're not familiar with Maddie and Tay, you need to check these two young ladies out, ladies and gentlemen, because they are, they're something special. And those of you who understand music and know music, it doesn't matter if it's hip-hop, rock, metal, country, jazz, blues, whatever. Every once in a while, there's a duo or an artist or a group or whatever that comes around and it's just, it's just something special. And that's what uh, Maddie and Tay are, especially coming from a hip hop artist where you look for nothing but lyrics and storytelling and rhythms and the way it rhymes and the melodies. These chicks hit it head on. You got to listen to Die From A Broken Heart. It is a powerful song. Shout out to them for writing it. Make sure you go check them out. Follow them. And we're we gonna move along we're gonna move along i got the wax pen in hand like i said and the wax pen in hand and i am smoking on some wi-fi og uh wax once again not being sponsored so the company will go unnamed but shout out to the company because it is coming in at a 90 a strong nice stinky 92 percent ladies and freaking gentlemen 92 percent wax I'll take it, and it does the job, it is nice, let's see, hold up, don't get quiet, because that's me hitting it, yep, yep, that's, that's nice, that's, that's nice, ladies and gentlemen, it's got a nice clean, 
floral citrusy taste i'm not too really sure what it's what it's crossed with all i do know is it, it's called wi-fi og or sometimes white fire og or sometimes wi-fi or fire wi-fi it is a sativa dominant hybrid with 40 percent indica and 60 percent sativa created through a cross of the infamous fire og and the white strains and it says you'll be in for one crazy ride and you are in for a crazy ride because it did me pretty good last night um i got a few different choices that i could have went with but it, this one did me really good last night so i decided to review this one for you today it is nice and strong it stinks like i said all my shit stinks you think your shit stinks But yeah, it is nice. It is nice, and I might as well get a little, get a little high, get a little stone ski, because we're gonna dive into a sensitive topic today. Now, if you're listening, you know what the topic is. You know the title. But what we're gonna talk about is why you should do it, if you should do it, if it's worth doing, and if there's a way you can avoid. We're talking about pushing family away, everybody. Family is everything. You got that? Family is love. But when is it okay to push family away? Family is the most important thing in the world, especially to me. You know, they will always be there for you, man, no matter what. They will always love you. They will always take care of you, no matter what. From a mom and dad raising their child together with, you know, a full immediate family. And then, you know, shout out to the single moms and the single dads doing it on their own with no help from anybody. And shout out to all the grandparents that, you know, raise their kids' children like mine because they're, yeah, shout out to the grandparents that raise kids. Shout out to the aunts and uncles that raise kids. Shout out to anybody that raises kids. It doesn't matter if you're an aunt. If you're an uncle, if you're the one keeping the little ones safe, if you're the one making sure that they're dressed for school, you know, that they're happy, that they're fed, that they're clean, that they're taken care of, that they're doing after school activities and that that they're that your kids are enjoying freaking life. Shout out to you. You are important and God bless you. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. You know, raise that kid to understand that this world is full of hate this world is full of bullshit and that they gotta be strong so shout out to y'all if if y'all doing that you know shout out to y'all you know family is everything but sometimes it cannot be so what happens when families no longer get a longer talk you know Is that okay? When the strongest bond, which I believe sometimes is family, is is broken? What happens when it's time to, like, leave them, cut them out of your life and never talk to them again? It's a weird decision, ain't it? It's a weird decision. Because you gotta think about it. That's your freaking decision. It's up to you whether if you wanna cut off your family, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, 
whoever, it's up to you. And you're going to stand your ground and you're going to be like, I'm not going to talk to them anymore. I'm not going to put up with them or their bullshit anymore. But you also got to think in your mind, how is this going to affect them? But if it's to a point where you don't care how it's going to affect them, then don't even worry about it. But if you're hesitant, hesitant, I think, I think that's a word. I don't know. That Wi-Fi OG has got a strong signal. Um, you know, sometimes you got to push them away, but there are signs, you know, sometimes it could be anything, you know, from being abused as a child to an abusive relationship to disagreements. You know, there's this article here says there's 12 toxic behaviors that make you want to push your family away. I think that's what it's called. Let me go back up. 12 toxic behaviors that push people away from you. And we're just going to go over a couple with this says. It says you could be jealous of everybody else, taking everything too personally, acting like you're always the victim, you know, hoarding pain and loss. You're always thinking negative. You don't have emotional self-control. I'm already on number freaking seven. So I guess we're going to do all 12 because we're not diving into them, making superficial judgments about everybody. You're always cruel. You're cheating and cutting the moral corners because you can. You're hiding the freaking truth. You're needing constant validation and you're a stubborn perfectionist. Any one of those could be a reason because that article says so. You know, another reason that people could push family away is because of addiction. You know, you you know you do drugs and you steal from your family. That makes them want to push you away, no matter how many times you steal. We're gonna talk about my story, my experience. I get personal on the music. I'm gonna get personal on the podcast. Um, yeah, so. Just take a hit before I dive into it, because it's a touchy subject for me. Alright, so, you know, this this involves me and, and my grandpa and a couple other relatives. Okay, me and my grandpa were always close, you know, um... You know, he helped me, he helped raise me. My, my dad and my grandpa and my grandma on my dad's side raised me. You know, when my dad was at work, my grandparents raised me. You know, when my mom left at six. And at, at that young of an age, I was, I already had it in my head. I didn't want nothing to do with my mom. You know, so that's another podcast for another day. But, you know, my grandparents were always there for me. They always were, um, you know, they're always there for me no matter what. Especially when I started doing this music. They were always at the car shows, always at the festivals, watching watching us perform. But uh, I had these relatives that they raised too. And uh, we're around the same age. It would take three and five years younger. And these relatives, since the age of like 12 and 13, all they have ever done was still countless amounts of money from my grandpa and grandma they'd steal their money their pills their medications like three firearms and and documents you know and my grandpa and grandma always forgave them and acted like it never happened you know no charges pressed no no nothing and eventually my grandma got sick of the shit and she started pressing charges on them she started getting you know restraining orders on them 
which was great. My grandpa, on the other hand, still acted like it never really happened. But then it started happening too much. And then my grandma, unfortunately, she had two strokes. And uh, I think one in 2012 and one in 2013, kind of like six months apart. And that was a wake-up call for the whole family because this it was normal life, you know what I mean? Normal life until my grandma had those two strokes. And she bounced back so badass she's so strong she's so freaking amazing she bounced back at almost 100 percent give or take a you know a couple speech issues still sharp as the sharpest knife in the drawer still knows what the hell's going on still make you laugh still punk your ass still make you still make you laugh and smile that's my grandma so then they these people kept stealing from my grandparents kept stealing money 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 at that time my grandpa getting a little older and starting not to feel too good because of his age so he's starting to get sick of it so he's starting to press charges okay and since the two strokes you know and you know my grandpa not feeling very good me and my dad started helping out at their house a lot more and uh Long story short, my grandpa started getting sick of the stealing, getting sick of the lying. So he started pressing the charges, which was a shock to these these people that were always stealing because grandpa never did that. Oh, grandpa, we're sorry. We'll never do it again. You know, but they did do it. And they did it and they did it and they did it and they did it. And finally, grandpa got sick of it and pressed the charges. These bitches went away for years. They still in prison. The one's probably gonna go back to prison. They still in prison. What it's where they belong, and that's where they deserve to be. You know. But the thing with me is that's always been none of my business. Hell yeah, it pissed me off. You know, you steal from grandpa and grandma, you know that pisses you off then when we started taking care of them more and more they started getting older and their health started getting a little worse then it became my business then it became my dad's business and through that led us to taking control and making sure they stayed locked up My grandpa didn't want anything to do with him. To the fact that my grandpa had me and my dad take him to court to get a restraining order put on one. Because, you know, and it was a shock to her because grandma did it, but grandpa never did. But one day, my dad called me early in the morning said my grandpa was in the emergency room and they're probably going to have to fly him out to Pueblo. So I went and I ended up flying up with my grandpa on a little tiny ass plane like Ron White said, the size of a pack of gum. Make another drink ski. 
And long story short, my grandpa almost bled to death for a week in the ICU at the hospital in Pueblo. And uh, the second week after that, he was still fighting for his life in a patient room. You know, and after that, God gave him the strength to get better. And he ended up having to do a little bit of rehab in a nursing home facility, which wasn't too long. And the first day, the first day that he was in that nursing home, we had just brought him back from Pueblo, got him enrolled in that nursing home. And his first day, the relative, one of the, see, one of the relatives was already in prison still. And the other relative was running around with a, you know, running around with a needle in her arm and a bunch of different dudes. The first day my grandpa's in the nursing home, this bitch shows up and asks to borrow some money. Then after that, knowing that my grandpa's in the nursing home, we were always there. I used to be a CNA. I, that's another podcast that I'm going to do. But. <laughs> we were that family. Now, anybody who works in the nursing home or is a CNA or a nurse or admin or dietary or whatever, we were that family that was always freaking there. And I know that pisses the nursing home workers off because it makes the family think you don't trust them which we don't trust you motherfuckers but anyway um we were that family so we were always there and them knowing that we were always there that led them to break into my grandpa's house and once again steal more money this time they stole money and important documents and another firearm and upon that shit this broke my grandpa's heart so bad that he went through with the restraining order and i realized i just whistled there that was awesome through my grandpa went through with the restraining order on the relative because he was so heartbroken he couldn't believe that when he was sick dying fighting for his life that this bitch would break into his house and steal his guns and steal his medication and steal his uh you know still still his money after all these years they've done it you know there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars in bad checks that they've ripped my grandparents off with and uh thing is I saw my grandpa hurt I was the one who wiped my grandpa's tears away I was the one always holding him on my shoulder telling him it's gonna be all right when he was crying saying why are they stealing from me all I ever did was love him I was the one always hugging him saying it's gonna be okay I was the one always taking time off of work to take him to court just so he could keep renewing this restraining order on this bitch I was the one that always did that. And then that ended that person that ended up being locked up. She's still locked up. She locked up for a handful of years, and that's where she, that's where she belongs. You keep the rabbit dog in the fucking cage. But now where does the story turn, Manson? Where do you start pushing family away? This is that part. You see, it hurt my grandpa to do that. It hurt my grandpa to put that person away and to get that person locked up. And it hurt him to have that restraining order on him. But he knew it was for his safety. He knew it was so they would never steal from him again. And in the meantime, another relative starts calling out of nowhere keep in mind this other relative never visits 
Bye, Grandpa. Never, never visits. Only sees him once a year for two hours. If even two hours. They think that just because they bring a bucket of chicken and read a Bible verse or two, that it's all good. It's not. That's not. Dude ain't even Christian. He's false. He's fake. And he never visits his dad, which is my grandpa. Starts telling, uh, starts, I don't know. I don't know what the hell happened, to be honest. Just all of a sudden, grandpa's like, I go to talk to him on the phone and he don't talk as much. All of a sudden, I call to see how he's doing, and he talks for 30 seconds. We used to talk for almost an hour, hours, an hour, an hour at a time, sometimes two, three times a day. We were so close. And then he started talking to this piece of shit about his uh, Jezebel satanic daughter that is now locked up. I don't know what he's telling my grandpa, but all of a sudden, my grandpa's different with me. Out of nowhere, like an like a Randy Orton RKO, out of nowhere. You know? And, you know, when I'd go over to, you know, take groceries or make food, whatever I'd make, he wouldn't eat. He used to love my cooking. He wouldn't eat it. He'd have something else. And just the hugs felt colder and emptier. The I love you, Hitos, felt colder and emptier. And I had a gut feeling that we were, that this was going to happen. distant and uh, one day my dad called me and said that grandpa was mad at him he's pretty pretty pissed off and I was like wow that's crazy let me call and see what's going on you know and yeah so when I called his voice just had so much anger in it and it's all of a sudden for no reason I barely got a word into like hey what are you doing are you okay he, he's weighing off on me long story short the last words my grandpa told me was I'm a disgusting hateful sinner and I made him sick and that was a shock to me because I hung up the phone right away before I said something to be honest I was in shock. A person I never ever thought would treat me like that after everything we've been through together. I never thought they would have done something like that to me. And which is crazy. And that was the beginning of December and we never talked again. And I went and seen him on Christmas and when I seen him on Christmas, all he did was hug me, shake my hand, and he never apologized to me for what he said. And he didn't want to talk about it. All he said was, let's forget about it for now. 
we could forget about it for today, Hito. And I tried to explain my side of the story. I was like, fuck that. I didn't come over here to fucking watch fucking Gunsmoke and fucking forget about this. I came here to fucking talk about this fucking bullshit. So we're going to talk about it. So I tried explaining... I tried explaining my side of the story. Why I quit talking to him. You know. And he just got mad. And then I started like bashing and roasting the... You know, the satanic Jezebel daughter thieves that are rotting away in prison. And he just got more mad. And my dad and my uncle had to step in and calm him down. And like I said, that was on Christmas. Seen him once in January and he hardly looked at me and kept laying in bed. And I haven't spoke to him since. And that's two months. Now it's March 4th. I had to do it. I had to push my grandpa away. It hurt so damn bad. And I miss him every... Every day. But I feel in my heart of hearts. And in my soul. In my Christian soul. That it was best for me... To push him away. Because... feeling I'm being told is that there's something inside of him that's missing, something inside of him that he needs to work on. That's why he's snapping on all of us all of a sudden for no reason. And it's scary because he's still my grandpa and I still love him very much. And it's even harder because it's not like I don't want anything to do with him. Like, I can't trust being around him because I can't look at him and he's not grandpa anymore. You understand what I'm saying? He's. I forgive him and it's not like I lost respect for him. Kind of did. Yeah, hell yeah, I'll say that. Even though it sounds fucked up, I did lose respect for my grandpa. But the way he went off on me on that phone with so much hate so much rage so much anger and let me tell you let me keep in mind people have stole from my grandpa for fucking years and years and years and years and he's never talked to them the way he talked to me all because I brought up the fact that these people are negative and the fact that they need to stay away from him and that's why that restraining order is a good idea he went off on my ass Now that I look back, it's kind of fucking funny. But the biggest mistake I made, I feel, is I got smart and realized what I'm worth, people. I got smart and realized that I don't have to be treated like shit. I don't have to put all my time and energy into somebody to make sure they're alive and taken care of and make sure they have everything that they fucking need to turn around and make you feel like the biggest piece of shit and make you feel that fucking small. And I'm doing the little, you know, the little gesture where it's the world's smallest violin. It makes you look like you're a fucking ant. I realized that I don't deserve to be treated that way from somebody I care so much about. 
I don't deserve that shit. You don't deserve that shit. Nobody deserves that shit. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care what anybody says. Nobody deserves to get treated and yelled at from family, especially if they mean everything in the world to you. You know? I could focus on my grandpa and my career in music and make sure he's taken care of. Make sure that they have everything they need to be safe and to survive. But not if you're gonna fucking bash me and treat me like dirt throw more dirt on me it's like I don't hate you I just can't do it anymore you know I'm not gonna be that person that cares about somebody puts time and energy into somebody just to have them try to get you pissed off to have them try to get you jealous or try to have them just be so disrespectful to the fact that it just breaks you down mentally and physically. Because family is important. Family is everything. So if you have to push family away, all you gotta do is quit talking to them. And tell them, leave me the fuck alone. That's all you gotta do. Just quit talking to them. Tell me to leave. Tell them, leave me alone. That's all you gotta do. She better have a damn good reason to push family away. Because once you do it, you might not get them back. You got to make sure it's worth it. You got to make sure it's what's best for you. Do I regret it? No. I'm glad I did it. It's one of the hardest things I've ever had to do, people. But by doing it, I no longer feel scared of it happening again. Because I know it will. In my heart of hearts, I know it will. No more. You know, I'm more hurt and crushed and confused more than anything. You know, I've been on I've been on autopilot this whole time. You know, and it's kind of only getting worse. But was it worth it? You bet your ass it was worth it. Because it made me a better person. And in the end, I realized it's not really my loss. It's his. So if you got to do it, people, make sure you have a good reason to do it. If there's a way you can overcome that reason, by all means, try everything you can not to make that decision. But if you make that decision, make sure it's what you really want. Because that's some type of shit where there's no going back from. There's no going back from it. Thank you guys for listening to my story. Um, Can't believe I got stoned and opened up to y'all. That means I love y'all and appreciate y'all for listening. Um, Two podcasts a week, ladies and gentlemen. We gonna fucking try it every Monday and Friday. So be sure you tune in next Friday. We gonna talk about how marijuana is changing the mainstream and how marijuana is changing the world. Have a good day and good night.